Only posers die, you fucking idiot! It's Mikey. Just me this week. I know, I know. We had an entire one on one or five episode recorded, but then when I tried to save my track, the program I used crashed. I couldn't recover it, and uh, yeah, I lost my half of the episode. Then we couldn't find another time to re record that wasn't stupid, so here we are. And I, I'm sure there's those of you who would love to hear Shane have a one sided conversation with himself, but uh, that's just not going to cut it this week. We, as you know, haven't missed a week yet, and we definitely don't want to start now. So I'm just going to do a couple of our regular segments, and then I'm going to debut some new music at the end. Roughly, we're going to do maybe a 10 to 15 minute emergency episode, and then uh, we'll be back next week with part two of Bad Brains and another one-on-one after that. So let's start with the right profile. Say, where did I see this guy? Shoot his right profile. So the band I picked this week is called Renounced. They are a self-described metalcore band from Reading or Reading, London. I don't know. Uh, They've been a band since 2013, but they sound like they actually have been a band since 2003. So musically, what you got here is this really interesting combination of some of the heavier stuff from the early 2000s, like Disembodied, and even the better parts of Zayo, of which there were not many. But you mix that up with this cool dynamic uh, melody that reminds me a lot of Shy Halud. Also, you can check out our Shy Halud deep dive episode that we did almost exactly a year ago. It was number 24, and it was uh, pretty good, I thought. Now, the thing is, with this band Renounced, I'm sh- I'm suspecting they're a Christian band. Uh, but it's not overt, and as long as they're not turds about it, it really shouldn't bother you. Honestly, I'd rather talk to some doofy Christian hardcore kid who isn't jaded on everything than have to even be around some crustoid with an anti-Semix butt flap that's just hiding the fact he shit his pants three months ago and has yet to change them. Um, but as far as renounced discography goes, there are three LPs. Uh, the Melancholy We Ache, ugh, that's from 2014, Theories of Despair from 2016, and Beauty is a Destructive Angel from 2019. Also, um, they're they're much better than their album titles would uh, lead you to believe. And I think uh, Beauty is a Destructive Angel, the newest one, I think it's the best one. So if you're into anything like the bands I mentioned, or even something like Misery Signals, which is a band we don't often bring up, or even something that's a little more run-in-the-mill like Comeback Kid or even Unearth, you probably find something to enjoy here. Um, the band's name is Renounce, and I will link them in the show description. They're pretty cool. We're also, for the first time ever, going to do a right profile on a Forgotten Freshness in the same episode. Here we go! I'm in an ape suit! That means I don't give a fuck! Motherfucker. 
Now, I know some of the regular listeners probably figured I'd highlight some other hardcore band because Shane's not here to stop me, but you're wrong. So for this Forgotten Freshness, I've gone completely indie rock, I'm drowning in scarves, and I have picked a band called Rilo Kylie. Now, with this band, I only really know two of their albums, so I'm gonna but I'm gonna be focusing on the one I know the best. But I'll tell you a little bit about who they are if you don't know. So the band was fronted by a woman named Jenny Lewis. And she played opposite Fred Savage in that 100-minute Nintendo ad from 1989. They called it a movie, but it was just a long uh, advertisement for Super Mario 3. It was called The Wizard, so she was in that. That's where she was kind of originally known from. And then the other singer, who I believe plays guitar as well, uh, his name is Blake Sennett, and he played Ronnie Pinsky on Salute Your Shorts, which if you're my age, you may remember that show. I I don't even know, I said indie rock, but I don't even know if I call Rilo Kylie indie rock per se. They're just a really great pop band that I guess gets filed under indie rock just because, because people don't want to say pop. But both Lewis and Senate, they had really great vocals, and either solo or together. And even with the band being fairly upbeat sounding, there's some sad songs, but there's some really upbeat stuff too. Their lyrics had a lot of bite to them. Now, the band released four full lengths from 2001 until 2007. They are as follows. Takeoffs and Landings, The Execution of All Things, More Adventurous, and Under the Blacklight, which was a major label debut. Now, The Execution of All Things from O2 is the one that I know the best. Though, More Adventurous, I've listened to it a lot. It's a really good record. Um, I would recommend that as well. There is a song on More Adventurous. It's called A Man, Me, and Jim, and it gets me every goddamn time. Now, The Execution of All Things came out on a label called Saddle Creek, which was the home of that sobbing demon Connor Oberst, but you can't hold that against this band. This record, The Execution of All Things, is widely regarded as the band's finest hour, and it's got some of their most recognizable songs that they played you know, well into their career. You got the title track. Um, you've also got the good that won't come out is a great way to start the record. And then there's another song in there, all acoustic, well, mostly called With Arms Outstretched. And that's a that's a great one. And, you know, with this band, they're so they vary it up so much, but it works. At any moment there's a twangy guitar lead, maybe there's an acoustic part, there's a keyboard, there's regular drums, there's electric drums, there's xylophone, there's then the, the band's just leaning into a full on groove, everything together. They're just really good at what they do. And even though they have a lot of instruments and a lot of different approaches, it just sounds beautiful together. Now, I spent a lot of time with the execution of all things back when it came out in 02. I'd just gotten out of high school. And we always had it in the Every Waking Moment van, which was just Matt Moment's mom's minivan. And I remember many a late night drive, just singing and clapping along to with arms outstretched. It's it's just it's one of those records I'll always remember. It's just in my brain. It's it's funny because every time I see the cover art, I'm momentarily confused because usually when I saw that cover when I was listening to the album so much, it was just on the floor of the van with trash all around it. So to see it in any other way gives me pause. But Rilo Kylie, this album especially, and more adventurous, holds a special place in my heart. And if you're into good pop music that doesn't make you want to whine until you you're dead. 
I would highly recommend giving them a shot if you've never heard of them. Or if you have and you haven't listened to them in a while, go back. Great records. Before we wind things up here, I'm going to give you one of my picks from the uh, destroyed one in one or five episode, and it's a good one, and it's something that, especially right now, with every, it's just there's so, and I know I can be a negative person and I yell a lot, but it comes from a place of goodness. Uh, It's misunderstood positivity, and this is something that I think will definitely make you laugh uh, if you want to get away from all this horrendous bullshit that's going on right now just everything seems like it's falling apart but as a remedy to all that go to youtube and look up the following channel the hard truth with john joseph that's my pick so we mentioned this guy john joseph several times on the last bad brains episode and we're going to mention him several more times on part two because he was you know, intertwined with that band in the early days. And then, of course, he went on to sing for uh, the best, well, some of the best records that the Cro-Mags did, very influential band. And um, he also, you might not know, he sang for this pretty decent alternative band called Both Worlds in the 90s. I'd recommend checking them out. I'll I'll link that as well. And also another hardcore band in more modern day uh, called Blood Clot. Used to have guys from Marauder in it, so... It's pretty decent, but the Cro-Mags are legends, and so is John Joseph. He's an author, he's a screenwriter, and he's a triathlete, and he's done a bunch of those Ironman competitions. He's got a video of him training and actually doing the Ironman um, on YouTube, and it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty inspirational, because this guy's, I mean, he's in his mid-50s when he does it. He's 57 right now. The big thing about him, though, is he's also staunchly vegan, which it's actually not even vegan. It's plant-based organic that's what he eats hold on there's a spider on my wall oh i see i got you oh you fucker you have to excuse me folks i realize the irony of talking about a uh, vegan diet while i just killed a spider it was a baby too but they get big i don't want that in here i don't want that in my house all right anyway So, where was I? John Joseph and his staunchly vegan, plant-based, completely organic diet. This is something he's been espousing since the the 80s. Now, he wrote a book called Evolution of Cro-Mag, Cro-Magnon, excuse me, in 2007. And it's it's such a good read. Even if you don't give a shit about hardcore, you don't care about punk rock, you don't care about New York City in the 70s and the 80s, it's still a great, great story. But if you're into hardcore, I mean, I think it's right up there with Get in the Van. Like, everybody should read this. It goes into his story and where he comes from. You know, he was born into extreme poverty and just an extremely abusive life in New York City. And he lived on the streets. He lived in these horrific foster care homes that when you read what these people did to him and the other kids in these homes, and he was just one of many kids that this happened to, it's incredibly sad. Um, He also, he was in the Navy for a while. And then when he was out, he muled drugs around the city. He became an addict. He lived in squats. He got shot at. He got stabbed. He became a Hare Krishna, which is a whole offshoot uh, in the hardcore scene that we're going to get into one day. 
Um, we'll do a dive on that one day. And of course, he roadied for the bad brains, as we said, and he eventually cleaned himself up through diet, exercise, and this thing we mentioned on the last episode, PMA, which is positive mental attitude. But this guy's a character still. You got to remember, he's a New York original street guy. And, you know, he's he's a lot different now, but there's still that same attitude. So when he's not training, writing, or touring now, he's got this YouTube channel, The Hard Truth, where he cooks organic food and just yells at the audience. It's one of the best things on the internet. Now, I make fun of vegans. I do. I admit it. But it's I make I'm I'm actually only making fun of a certain type, a type of vegans that I grew up with. They did it for points. They didn't care about animals. They didn't give a shit about anything, and they certainly didn't care about their health, which is why they down a sleeve of Oreos rather than cook something. These were people who couldn't even take care of the animals they owned, yet somehow they thought they needed to take up the cause for a bunch of cows they were never going to fucking meet. But John Joseph isn't like that. He's the real deal, and he can cook. And his shit for somebody who I you know I love foie gras. His shit actually looks good. I'd eat his food. But it's the commentary that makes it. He does it. He has this super thick New York accent. And it's, everything's a challenge to the listener. Because one of the things that he always gets upset about is people say, like, where do you get your protein from? And it's just, I'm getting protein from broccoli, motherfucker. Like, that's not an exaggeration. It's it's so entertaining. He'll cook something and then he'll look surprised when he when he takes a bite and he'll run around the kitchen and anybody could cook this shit. You don't need a PhD, which you don't need a PhD to cook, but I get what he means. He also calls himself the no death chef, which is very entertaining, but I'm not going to keep doing that voice. It's probably not very good, but I would recommend checking his channel out. I will link it. The hard truth with John Joseph. If you're vegan, it's some good stuff to cook. And if you're not, I mean, who's, who says you can't eat more broccoli, cook some of this shit alongside your steak. Who says you, you can do that. And I'll, I'll further say John's memoir. Uh, I'm talking about like a known <laughs> Mr. Joseph's memoir is a, is great. It's a wonderful read. Listen to the audio book because you can hear it in his voice and it just makes so much more sense. He also wrote a book about, uh, this type of diet called meat is for pussies. He wrote another book called the PMA effect, which I'm sure is more entertaining than that Napoleon Hill shit that originally inspired the bad brains. And he just finished a cookbook over quarantine. So the dude's a legend. He's 57 and he could, he could snap anybody in half while he was gnawing on a stalk of broccoli. So check it out. <laughs> All right, I just want to say thanks to everyone for listening this far, and also a very special thank you to our patrons. That's Mario Cipriano, Jessica Crane, Matt Fisher, Amelia Andrews, Kate Neal, Laura Crosby, Sam Parnum, and Mike Osborne. We appreciate how cavalier you are with your finances more than you could ever know. Now, I told you guys a few episodes back that I've been making beats again, and it's something I just like to do. It's fun. I'm not saying I'm... Um, the best at it, but I enjoy it. And I hoping that people will enjoy listening to it. And it's a good way to make music without having to get four other people together for a practice, which is mostly just an argument. So I thought I'd include as a reward for sticking it out this far, just a quick sampling of some of the stuff I've been working on. This is in its sort of demo form. It's not fit for vast public consumption, but just as a little preview, uh, I thought it would suffice. 
some of the levels are off. There's maybe not enough bass, maybe a little too much treble. Some of the things need to be adjusted, but you get the basic idea. And yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy that. And uh, we will be back, like I said, next week with our Bad Brains Part 2 of the Deep Dive. So go ahead and annihilate this week. And good night. Taco Bell Joe.